beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. Girth. It's like a group of professional people related to shorts that uh, just came and we sort of did a speed dating round. Mm-hmm. So it was like people from um, Tribeca and things like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tribe- I've been to the Tribeca Film yeah? Festival. Yeah, it's, I'd like to go to that one. It's a, it's a nice one. I find it a little bit more... I guess organizes maybe the better word okay. than TIFF. Yeah, TIFF I is find kind of TIFF unwieldy. <laughs> it's <laughs> too big for its... Yeah, and I find... I mean, TIFF this year started to do some more of the digital stuff, like with the shorts, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the last couple of years, Tribeca has been offering really nice digital packages and stuff. You don't have to leave your house and lineups, and um, and they do that with some of the features as well. and yeah. things. Like that. So that's kind of like, that's yeah. a nice option. Yeah. Um, I think that also benefits the filmmaker too a little bit more, right? Because it's just... Audience. Yeah. yeah. Because um, this is the thing that I don't like with film festivals too is like you'll hear or even see a really cool documentary or a cool feature or whatever. I'm like, this is amazing. And you try and tell people or you put it on social media yeah, and then it just can't. it swallows up somewhere in the ether That's and it true. doesn't end up in Netflix. And then or, it doesn't get released for two years or something and you've forgotten. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just so frustrating. And especially like now, like I said, with social media, even like film festivals like South by Southwest and Tribeca, you're hearing all this stuff and like, this is a cool film. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. I <laughs> I want to see this. How do I like? How do I do this? Yeah. Like, where is it playing? And it's like, uh, right now it's at South by South by Southwest, and then we're gonna go to Seattle. I'm like, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't help me. Like, so it's yeah. kind of frustrating. But you, um, in terms of the roundtable thing that you did today with the uh, the shorts and stuff like that, you, it's good like uh, participation. People are excited about shorts, or it seems to be like there's not a lot of money to be made, um, but. There is interest. I mean, our short we're using mostly as a route to the feature version. So for us, it's great to be meeting people, even if they're not picking up shorts. It's just, it's a good uh, relationship to build because we do have a feature in the back pocket that we're shopping. Yeah. And is that is the audience interested in shorts in general? Because I mean, I know like when you see the list of like these are the movies you need to see at TIFF mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Tribeca or any other film festival, shorts don't generally make the list. No. I think online, a lot of uh, the audiences is uh, is growing quite a bit for shorts because people like to watch shorts. You know, shorts. Yeah. They don't have that much time. Yeah. Um, so I think it is growing, uh, but it's not huge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, uh, you were saying that, uh, I know we're going to get into all of this, but um, the the jump is vas- it's basically to make it short and then you jump to feature, mm-hmm. full length, two hour um, and you're working on something now. You had something on your website. Is the yeah. the the one with the two girls and the um, is that, that a feature or is that, that that is a feature that's not written yet. That's actually a, f- a friend of mine who's a producer. Um, I worked on that for her. Okay. So it's her project, um, and it's gonna be great, but it's not written yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What is it called? Somna? Uh, Simona. Simona. That's Simona. it. Yeah. 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 That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun one to do. So what is your feature then, or can um, you? Are my feature is actually the same. The same name as the short. It, the short actually came. It sort of went backwards. Like we had the feature script, and then we got some funding from the Canada Council um, to do a short. So we did that. So it's the same characters from the short, which mm-hmm. is um, it's a sort of mother son story, um, dual protagonist, um, a young guy who's sort of doesn't really know what he wants or who he is and what he's doing and struggling and the mother has uh, Parkinson's she's had it for 17 years so she's sort of struggling with her own changes of, of you know dealing with 
being unable to do the things she could do before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, never study. Uh, never still mm-hmm. is the name of the short that you have at TIFF. Um, I found it interesting, like uh, the way that you um, you kind of isolate or even just focus on these little moments. Right. Like uh, you've mentioned the mom has Parkinson's and there's this like moment where she's trying to put on one of her socks Mm -hmm. and you just kind of you just let it you let the camera basically linger in the room. Yeah. um, As she has this awkward moment trying to put on her sock. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Was that, I guess, a part of the intention then or to focus and kind of isolate these little moments? Yeah. I think with Parkinson's, um, it's uh, it's kind of a people don't know much about it I don't think like they think it's just shaking um, but it's actually not a lot of shaking because the medication takes care of that um, but there's all these other things that go along with it and um, the hardest part my mother has Parkinson's and the hardest part is watching her in a situation like that where you you know that she wants to do it herself um, so you want to give her the time to do it herself um, but then you also know that maybe she needs some help so it's like it, it, I wanted the, f- the audience to feel that tension of, of wanting her to get the sock on, but yeah. um, knowing that she wants to do it all on her own, you know? It is, and it's a weird... Um, it does captivate. Like, that's what... I noticed it, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. and you are very unhurried in terms of just how... You, like I said, you l- letting the camera linger is a good phrase because you just let it just sit there. Yeah. And it's slightly uncomfortable, too, mm-hmm. because it feels like it's a personal moment, too. Even though she's just putting on a sock, she's fully clothed and yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. there was, it reminds me of, um, this is a weird uh, jump, but it reminds me of, um, there was a David Bowie um, concert and <laughs> he had uh, this bottle of Gatorade yeah. and he's singing this song. I don't remember even what the song was. And then he's about to take a sip and he brings it up to his lips and then he pulls it down, doesn't take a sip and he <laughs> sings this more of the song. Yeah. Then he pulls the bottle back up <laughs> and you are, as an audience, you start to get like, yo, take a sip. Take a drink. Take a drink. You're not <laughs> even focused on the song anymore, right? And it's just, <laughs> It's weird when you can isolate those moments, yeah, and yeah. then just make them the focus. Even though all this other stuff, like with Bowie's going, like he's got all his band, and he's doing a song, and there's like lights and all this stuff going on. And it's yeah. the same thing with the characters in this movie, right? There's mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff that's going on. I wanted to ask about the um, the setting as well because it's it's definitely not like city at all. It's like no. it's out there. Was that filmed in Vancouver or BC um, somewhere? Or yeah, like it's in BC. I, I live in Vancouver. Um, that was filmed in a place called Mount Curry, which is. Uh, about an hour from Whistler, it's a little behind it in the mountains. Um, yeah, so most of it was was in Mount Curry. We did shoot some in North Bend, but mostly just the interior community group stuff. And why shoot there? Just cause, like was there any connection to the? Um, well, the film's actually set in a place where my mother's family has some property way way north, um, but we didn't want to go that far because it makes it pretty difficult. So we wanted to get as close as we could to the city. Was but still have we were actually looking for snow that's why we went to the mountains but there was no snow in vancouver last year (laughs) (laughs) that must be nice (laughs) well not so great for the for the resort yeah and stuff but uh yeah so that's that's why we went there and it's beautiful it was beautiful yeah no the cinematography as well for the the short was fantastic like and it's just it's neat because it's a it's an environment you don't tend to see a lot Mm -hmm. i mean i've been to vancouver i've been to a little bit parts of bc but yeah um, just as something visually, it's like it's kind of engaging that way because you don't see that that yeah. neighborhood that often. Yeah, I'm not out in those parts. <laughs> so for me, it's so familiar. I'm like, oh no, should we do another mountain shot? Yeah, <laughs> but it works. Is that also, I guess, why 
like the whole idea of like write what you know is that where that kind of came from like you know people like that like those characters yeah like you mentioned your mom has parkinson's and yeah i think there's an element of of you have to know something like you have to have a nugget but i also believe in writing what you want to know more than what you know like something that you're curious about and maybe you've seen a, a glimpse of but want to know more that's more interesting like to to make it sort of a discovery for yourself. And what was the discovery for this one then? Or what was the... <laughs> yeah, you opened it up yeah, though. <laughs> that's my fault. What, was the, what was the impetus, I guess, of what you wanted to know? Mm-hmm. I guess um, this one started uh, because I have the feature film, I know these characters pretty well. Um, I've been sort of writing it for three years. So this kid, Jamie, um, is struggling with his identity as a man like he feels like he's not he's not strong enough to be the man that he thinks he should be especially with his mother being in the state that she is his father's passed away um and he just keeps messing up and i think what i wanted to focus on was their inability to say what they need from each other um and his yeah his 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 balance between needing to be taken care of and needing to take care to become the caretaker so it's it's sort of like a a struggle that was that was what i was focusing on when writing it It makes sense i mean um it reminded me of um kind of alberta a little bit too that whole um a lot of the 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 young people they won't go to college or university right Mm -hmm. and they'll just kind of go into the oil and that whole industry right yeah and even like the main character in this he was like he was talking to his friend on the phone he's like what's reading week yeah, like he yeah he's <laughs> like his friend obviously has chosen to kind of quote unquote get out that's yeah. the, mm-hmm. the that's the way you escape that life is through education yeah right mm-hmm. whereas the main character here he's kind of committed to it but the life that he's committed to is very it's hard yeah it's a hard it's it is hard and i mean i don't i don't know anyone that works on the oil field so i, I hope that it's an accurate depiction of what that's like um but yeah in the f- in the feature that's a big big thing with his friend his friend is there for the first part and he goes away um and he doesn't really have that option because he's not he doesn't have the grades to get into school or, th- or the interest in school so much is it also this sounds kind of condescending maybe even from being a city kid or whatever but is it part of it is it just is it giving up in a way like you kind of resign to the, this is the way life is yeah you know what i mean you work in like um they had because even in the short, there's just this, this little ritual. The the dude in the truck who had his little moonshine or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's all these little traditions and rituals yeah. and things that exist out in that world. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if it's giving up, but it's it's making a choice for sure. Like if you want, because it you are getting a lot too by by living in a place like this. It's just so beautiful and it's such a different lifestyle. Um, so I see it more of as a choice than a giving up. But it is a it's a hard choice I think for kids who grew up in a place like that to to leave and our lead actor is from a town very much like that and he did he did leave he's an actor now and he's doing well he's happy but there's always like that sort of draw back there i think because that's the phrase obviously associated with it is just this idea of getting out or Mm -hmm. have to get away from here or like it's kind of almost like a negative like it's uh like this like your house is on fire or something i have to go and i think we feel this almost the same thing in vancouver you know like we're close we're a big city but we're not that big we're not toronto and there's a lot of people that feel that they need to get out of vancouver to succeed and in some ways it's true like you have to 
you got to make it big somewhere else and then come back um, or there's a limit to how far you can go. The gla- like a the glass, glass ceiling yeah. of yeah. like a talent or something. Yeah. So, we're t- yeah, we're not there yet. But <laughs> <laughs> How is the, the Vancouver film scene like as you participate in it? Yeah, um, it's it's a bit different than here. There's there's less independent stuff going on. There's a lot of um, American productions coming in. A it's ton of TV shows. Yeah, like a ton of TV uh, shows. From like X Files to Supernatural, I've seen. Yeah, we were very excited about X Files. Yeah, back. Um, uh, yeah, that must be exciting. <laughs> yeah, I know it's good to have them back. Yeah, we didn't see them. We didn't, we didn't get on set, but um, yeah, a lot of TV, a lot of American stuff. So it feels a lot more like a service town in a way. Um, there is an independent scene, but it's not as bustling as here. Is that, I guess, the temptation? Is just because there's so much American industry coming in, rather than just work on your own stuff? It's just get the steady paycheck, get the steady work. Yeah, and there's just maybe less producers there. Here there's quite a few independent producers, but in Vancouver there's only a handful. So it's just a lot more competition and um, less products being made. Is it... um, Being in Vancouver, obviously this short, was, and the feature obviously was inspired by the whole BC landscape and all that. Um, Does Is the nature a big part of the theme that kind of runs through a lot of your work? Or... The nature, like nature, nature yeah, nature and like yeah. all of that mountains, mountains and things. Um, yeah, for me, it's it's the landscape is really important, but also like it doesn't necessarily have to be nature landscape, but more like where does this character live and what is their place and how does that affect them and how do they relate to it? So that's definitely something that comes up every time. And how do you think like? How are people affected? I guess this goes a little bit back full circle to what we're talking about in terms of like making a choice or the the choices that you have when you come from the small environment. Mm-hmm. How does that kind of nature and that environment affect people? And like, does it feel because you even you were saying with Vancouver, if some people still feel they need to kind of get out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big city. And that's like I felt comfortable in Vancouver. Right. When yeah. I was in like Winnipeg, <laughs> I was like, this is it. Like, <laughs> it was like a couple of blocks in the downtown. And it was like. Oh, okay. That's not really a city. <laughs> Same thing with Windsor, right? It's not yeah. really a city. Yeah. How do you find that the environment affects people that way then? Like, does it make them claustrophobic or does it make them... I think it depends on the person for sure. Like, some people, like, in the short film, the character of Larry, who's the truck driver, he's totally comfortable and that's the world that he knows and, and wants to be in. Um, but for someone like the lead character, he's not sure where he wants to be. So I think it can affect you differently. Um does that answer the question? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I find um, your uh, company, Experimental Forest, mm-hmm. this is really interesting. Um, you put, um, it represents our connection to the land and a history of the place we call home. Mm-hmm. Kind of, can you elaborate some more on that? Like, because um, well it even says our work is deeply rooted and heavily inspired by place. That's true. It does say that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, so... It, the, the company is a partnership between myself and my and my partner, um, and he is very interested in history. He's doing his master's in history right now. Um, place, like I said, is very important to my work, just in terms of how it how it affects your state of being and like what you know how you relate to your environment. Um, I've always been very affected by where I am. Um, and the the title experimental forest comes from uh, a place that my grandfather was involved with when he was working in the forestry industry. They they had this forest that was set aside to sort of regrow as a 
so that they could study it and see what happened with the undergrowth and just um, better Not learn, you know, like identify, identify, and then and then have better uh, practices in, in deforestation and things like that. Yeah. So we went there a few years ago and saw this forest, and it was just like it was so beautiful. It wasn't like huge trees, but there was just something very, very um, magical about it. And so to me, that the name has a, has a very strong meaning. Um, yeah, and just about allowing things to, to happen. And you also kind of, you have a broad range of talents too because you graduated from creative writing. Mm -hmm. What was the, what, did, why did, did creative writing come kind of before the film stuff? Or was that all just kind of, you just saw yourself as just one big talent, I guess? <laughs> yeah. um, when I was younger, I really wanted to be a writer, I think, when I was in school, like elementary school. Um, and then I started doing really badly in language arts because my handwriting was really bad. Um, so I sort of gave up on that, I think, for a long time. And That's kind of sad. I know, it was sad. Um, and went into, you know, directing and thought that was pretty cool. But then once I had graduated, I went to SFU in Vancouver for their film department. Graduated from that and realized that I wanted to make a feature, but didn't have any idea how to do that. So I decided that the best thing to do would be to go back to school and learn how to write because I felt like I had didn't have the skills to do it so I did that and it was great and now I feel like I know that I'm more a writer <laughs> than I am a director like it really helped me to to see how much I really like writing yeah because yeah, you also um have another as a writer you have you worked with Sharon mm -hmm. um, and that's also in TIFF as well yeah it is um how was that experience working on that? Because that you you were just a writer, right? For that, you yeah, were, yeah. so you just kind of just spit it and then left it. Yeah. <laughs> how <laughs> how um, did you find that experience rather than working with something that's your like you for never steady like you wrote it and yeah, yeah, produced totally. it and did the whole. Shebang. It's very different. It was a really great um, learning experience. I did two with Sharon actually. One um, that we did internally with the CFC, um, so we couldn't show it, but it was it was a really great one too. <laughs> um, but no, it was a good learning experience. It was challenging for sure because you're not, when you're writing for yourself, you're just sort of following your instinct. But when you're writing for someone else, there's all these sort of outside things you have to consider. So it makes it really hard to know, to allow surprises to happen, I guess, which is what's really fun about writing. So that was really challenging, but it was also good to have, have someone constantly giving feedback and trying to shape it into something more than just whatever I felt like making you know yeah so it was it was cool in terms of your writing process how what is your writing process like you just you think and think and think and then write or <laughs> um it usually comes with an idea of a character or an image um so the feature actually started with an image a story that my aunt had told me about when she was a kid, they were living in this in this place called Eliza Lake, which is a tiny, tiny, tiny town, not even a town, um, in northern BC. And she had this memory of her neighbor who had lived across the lake, and there was no roads in the winter because it was all covered in snow. And this woman's husband died um, in their house, and so she had to get her husband to the town, and so she had to pull him across the lake on a sled for five miles. That's crazy. Um, and so she's always remembered this, obviously, because it's a crazy uh, image. So that's what started the, the feature. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So in the feature, there's sort of, it's not the same image, but there's this idea of having to pull this young girl across the ice for the 
mother who has Parkinson's. Um, yeah, so it like starts usually starts with something like that. All right, and then in terms of um, the d- switching over to directing, why did the directing kind of evolve then af- after writing? What kind of led you to want to be a director? Because you could still obviously kind of sit in the corner and just do like yeah. what you do with Sharon, right? Just, uh, and yeah. then go home, <laughs> and then you have no problems. I think I'm a control freak, so. Okay. Oh, <laughs> we're getting the honesty now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's nice to have that control and just be like. Even if it maybe it doesn't turn out as well as it could have if someone else had done it, but it's just sometimes there's something that you can't uh, describe to someone else how you want it to be. It's nice to just try it yourself. That makes sense. Yeah, and I noticed too, like um, with the the one with you did with Sharon and with this one, there's like a um, a gay theme kind of running through them, or <laughs> there was some characters not quite sure of where they're at. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with that department, so. Is that something else that you were kind of exploring or curious about, or? It's not intentional. Okay. But I guess was that just a coincidence? It's just a coincidence. Okay. It keeps happening, so. Um, I wasn't sure because I haven't seen enough of your work to know <laughs> if it's a theme, but it just it just seemed kind of strange it that like. Be, it seems to be an emerging theme, so maybe I am, maybe I am curious about this. Um, but I don't know how that came out. I think in the in the feature, it just felt right for the character. Um, and then with Sharon's work, it was just we came up with a, tried to come up with a complicated situation, and it just happened to be that. I'm not, yeah. Because especially for your short, Never Steady, right? Mm-hmm. The it's the idea, like you said, at the top of, of of the main character trying to figure out how who he is as a man, yeah. right? And um, like I was even when I used the example of like the uh, people in Alberta and they go into the oil fields and fi- refineries and all that kind of work, whatever. Mm-hmm. There is this kind of still rugged structure of a man and yeah. like uh very tough very strong man um yeah. <laughs> and is that i guess that same that's similar traits in bc right in the yeah and i think it's like the way that i relate to it is that um i always feel when i go back to this place where my my uh family property is i always feel so incapable of everything because people that live in these places they know how to do things you know like they know how to take care of themselves and survive in the wilderness or, or just chop wood <laughs> just chop wood yeah. stack wood they know yeah. what like they know what type of wood burns hotter than other wood you know oh like snap i didn't even know there was <laughs> yeah, a difference so didn't uh, okay. until someone told me yeah <laughs> um so just that idea of like not knowing how to take care of things and how to do things right and um and i think that's what he's struggling with um and the sexuality is just another part of that i think for for him in particular he's really just looking to be um for someone to love him. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't really matter if it's a man or a woman. It's like, he wants to feel that. He wants someone to care about him so much. Um, he feels out of place in a way. Like yeah. he, yeah, just everything from the beginning, he was just very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when, uh, I forgot the name of the character that offers him the moonshine to drink yeah, at the beginning. Larry. Yeah, Larry. And like, he'll take it. But even then you can see he's kind of hesitant. It's <laughs> like, oh man, this yeah. is like... I don't want to be here, but I don't want to be there. Exactly. And he's kind of just stuck. And it's uh, that's a hard place to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And so the feature, right? So you're hoping then that um, this will, the shorter TIFF will kind of open up some doors and then maybe lead to the feature? Or you're working on trying to raise financing? Or what is the yeah. plan? Well, we have um, seven about 70% of our financing in place. Yo, give me a high five. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so That's we are, great. We're doing it. We're going yeah. to camera in January. 
That's um, amazing. So here we've been meeting with, trying to meet with sales agents to try and get some um, pre-sales, I guess, to fill the fill the gap we have. Yeah, but it's happening. All right. <laughs> and um, so then that's, that's, I guess, what you're focused on for the next little while, just working on that and just kind of developing that. Would you ever go back to just writing, like whether it be like short stories or a novel or something like that, or are you kind of committed to the film world? I think I'm... It would take me. I I would love to write a novel, but I think I would probably need another like ten years of practice because my grammar is horrible. You can fix that <laughs> up now on the computer, and there's apps and yeah, stuff for it. Stuff. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, I would like to continue just writing for other people. I'm starting that now as well. Um, so, yeah, my focus is going to be get this feature done and then become a screenwriter. That's and cool. Yeah. And are you hoping to work like? Um, with consistent directors, like say, like somebody like Sharon, or are you hoping to just work with everybody and just kind of see how <laughs> can just kind of adapt and learn and stuff like that? I think a little of both. Like it be, it's nice to find someone that you work really well with and then develop that relationship um, in the long term because it's hard. You know, you have to trust them a lot to let go. Mm -hmm. um, the control freak thing. Yeah. Again. I saw your face. <laughs> yeah. You're making a face. You're not even even just talking about it, and you're already like, I don't like I this don't at know. all. Um, but then it's also good to see to, to learn different relationships and, and see how d other people work. How do you like working with actors in terms of like your words on the page? Are you, do they need to? You know how there are some screen screen writers who are like, sure. yeah, like that's what I wrote and that's what you need to say. Like, don't improvise. Don't <laughs> like add your little. I think when I'm writing, I feel that way. But then once I get, like, I think I sort of switch off when I turn into the director, and the lines. I forget even what they are, so um, so I say I'm both. I think because the lines are important, like they are very specific. I think that's a thing that a lot of people don't realize when they read a script that like a writer has very specific reasons. <laughs> yeah, for every line. yeah. Um, they think you can just say that anyway. Um, well, because you're usually trying to advance the plot. Yeah, and it's a very like strategic. If you change one thing, it's a it all it trickles down. You know? Right. But um, as a director, you realize that something's just don't work with certain actors um, or they just wouldn't say it that way or you know for some reason the prop isn't the right prop and it's just not gonna make any sense so things just change yeah. would you ever want to get in front of the camera and do some acting or even just a cameo maybe like a Hitchcock kind of thing I'm a horrible actor I have been in my I was in my first short that I did and I had very few lines I'm really bad you, you edited yourself out or basically no <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely in there but yeah no, I don't think that's not really. I got enough to worry about. All right, you <laughs> like the writing and the directing. Yeah. All right, cool. And then, how's your TIFF experience been? Other than wise, have you just been able to just networking, or you've had any chance to see any movies or any other shorts or? Um, I've seen a few movies, not enough movies. I just saw one this morning by one of my favorites. Um, it's an Icelandic filmmaker named Runar Runar Runarsson. Um, that's pretty good with the yeah. pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. And the film's called Sparrows, and that was. It was pretty good. It wasn't as good as his last one, I think. What was his last that. one? Uh, it was called Volcano. And what, that rings a bell. What yeah. was that one about? It was uh, an older man who was a fisherman for a long time, and he lost... They they were living on an island in Iceland. That there was a volcanic eruption, and they all had to sort of evacuate and move into another town. And so he's living with his wife, who, without giving away too much, has a brain aneurysm, and he suddenly has to take care of her and it's like you start watching the film and you're crying from the first like 10 minutes and you just keep 
keep crying for the whole film. There's That's a real depth like. to some of the Icelandic like mm-hmm. culture and the art and stuff like that they put out. Like even some of the Bjork stuff is heavy yeah. and like yeah. it kind of like I don't know. There seems to be a theme that just kind of runs through their stuff, which yeah. is very emotional and very. And they also because it's all landscape there. They also have a very strong connection to the landscape, which is why I think I am drawn to it. Is part of the in terms of the landscape too. Is there like an awareness of um, First Nation people as well? Because mm-hmm. um, Canada obviously has a horrible history. We haven't yeah. done like uh, we suck at it. We basically, do, yes. <laughs> for lack of a better word, we suck at it. Yeah. Um, and we haven't really repaired that relationship. We haven't like there's miles that we can go. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that kind of like just part of the uh, part of what this. Sh- short or even the feature will eventually be it's just to kind of bring some of that awareness and put a little bit of a spotlight on that kind of i guess like the short um more coincidentally had some of that because we ran into we were shooting on on first nations land um and we happened upon this young rodeo class um which happened to be a first nations uh instructor and lots of kids there um but yes that's definitely important um in terms of i think especially in bc it's so present that struggle um and in these small towns which are a lot of them are reserve towns, uh, so there's lots of problems. Um, yeah, I think it is very important. My husband is also Métis, so he, he focuses on Indigenous history um, with his master's. I don't know, I forget the question. No, it was just, <laughs> that was, I just wanted to know if that was part is of what you were kind of highlighting or just kind of bringing a little bit to the surface. It's not a primary thing in yeah, the short. I don't know how the feature will evolve, but no. it definitely had like that little, ve- like little very bit. much like you were talking about the Icelandic kind of work. Mm-hmm. Like there's just this overtone of like yeah. native and first nation kind of thing. I think it, what I'd like to do is just like not ignore it, which I think it's it, it all of us all the time. It's like hidden from, unless you're a first nations filmmaker, it's very rarely part of the conflict of the story or part of the story at all yeah Um, and i think we need to because i'm not first nations you know but i think like what we can do as non-first nations artists is like just don't ignore it like put it you know (laughs) look at it yeah and and that's what i'm saying like even with the short it's very subtle but it's there yeah um and it's it resonates a little bit more because it's like coming like you said like in, in Toronto it's completely hidden and there's no very little mention right. of it there's very little like recognition of it Unless it's just you're in particular yeah, the city, yeah. Um, or they're like doing some sort of blocking or something like that mm-hmm. or like or some protests or something like that mm-hmm. but other than that we live in this bubble here and like you said in BC and certain as I can especially imagine too some of the more nature areas and things like that where it's yeah. more prevalent and like it's recognizable yeah. and there's a connect you can see that connection there for sure um yeah and it's cool because that's i think as canadian cinema grows too it's definitely one of the areas where we kind of do have to acknowledge it like the quebec and the that french cinemas they're doing really well mm-hmm. um and they're telling they're really good at telling their own stories and their own culture and yeah. like getting that stuff out there mm-hmm. and i think as canadian filmmakers that's gonna be one of the challenges too to kind of figure out a way to talk about that yeah uh, like the first nations and yeah and not only that but like other racial issues and and yeah i feel like canadian cinema is very lacking in its political bent like we don't talk about our own prime minister we don't talk about that's true politics. actually yeah we just talk about you know we focus on very personal stories and ignore the bigger picture maybe because we're afraid that pe- people outside won't get it or something i'm not sure what it is would you ever want to explore that or if you had the opportunity to kind of maybe do something somehow political or I'm try I'm working on a, a limited series TV script that I think will I'm trying to I don't know much about politics so it's like it's a lot of research and um, 
I'm a little intimidated by it, but it, it will have a, more of a political bent. And yeah, I think I would. I think I'd like to be more like... Bring yeah. it up and yeah, acknowledge yeah. it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Who do the Canadian filmmakers that you kind of dig? Is there anybody that in particular or like that stands out? Mostly the Montreal folks, I'd say. Um, Xavier Dolan is awesome. Denis Cote. Um, some of the younger ones that I really like right now are Chloe Ribichaud. Um Yeah, and then a lot of documentary folks like Nettie Wilde. And yeah. Yeah. Would you ever want to switch over from telling stories to documentaries? I know that's kind of an arbitrary. <laughs> I know documentaries are stories, yeah, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, I think I find documentary really frustrating because I can't. In fiction, you can sort of make your story. <laughs> yeah, just make it all up. <laughs> it's just like if it doesn't happen, you can just uh, um, pretend. But in documentary, it's like this is what happens. It's not happening. It's not happening, and I can't. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a good way to put it. All right, so the short is never steady, never still. And um, how many more screens are left at TIFF? Or There's just one more this Friday. Okay. And then Benjamin has one more screening. But this uh, is the film that you did with Sharon. Yeah. I don't think we actually mentioned the title. I think yeah. we were just kind of... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> actually, we should... Yeah, Sharon yeah. Lee. Yeah, Sharon <laughs> Lee, Benjamin, yeah. Um, that's got one more screening, you think? or It has one more screening, but I actually can't remember what the date is. I'll throw it up on the website. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the power of the internet, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Um, have you had a chance to see her or talk to her during the craziness of all this tiff? I have. We just went to her screening last night, and I just actually walked away from her before this interview. Oh, nice. Um, but I think she's having a good time. That's great. <laughs> and the film was received well yesterday? Yeah, like I the think people so. kind of so. dug it? Screening. It's a hard, like, just the, the that emotional moment, that emotional scene. That ba- It's basically one scene, more or less. Yeah, and that's just, the crux of it. Yeah, just trying to work through it. It's a, it's a hard and heavy one, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, it was a challenge. I think we were trying to challenge ourselves to, because it is forehanders are hard, you mm-hmm. know, just to get there, and especially in a short, because there's so many characters, but you have so little time. Yeah, you yeah. basically parachuted into the scene, yeah. and it's uncomfortable because it's like, oh, this is actually quite personal. Like, should yeah. I actually be in the room here? Or <laughs> like, I'll just let you guys figure this all out, and I'll be like <laughs> over here making a sandwich. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, thank you coming for coming in and like hanging out and like. Thank you. Talking about uh, TIFF and movies and uh, BC. It's nice to be in a quiet room for a while, too. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, a little bit of distraction. And you get some beer, too. Yeah. So it's like, yo, it's I know. I'm sorry you have to wear pants, though. It wasn't okay. totally perfect. But uh, well, thank, thank you, you, Kathleen, for coming in.